1: Austin locals, this one's for you. Join us on March 13th for a day of endless networking, live podcast recordings, stacked panels, insightful mentor sessions, and everything else you've come to love from Create and Cultivate events. It's all going down at our Austin pop up presented by MasterCard. Whether you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, have a side hustle, or just want to grow your network with more inspiring creatives, you'll walk away from this pop up with the tips, tricks, community, and inspiration needed to launch your ideas and cultivate the career of your your dreams. Space is limited. So head to createcultivate.com now to RSVP and keep up with us on Instagram at createcultivate for announcements as our lineup continues to grow. Can't wait to see you guys there. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. After years of battling health issues, Sif Hyder took matters into her own hands. By leaning into holistic care, Solace was found through a unique combination of herbs, vitamins, and minerals she developed on her own under the guidance and support of wellness experts. While on this journey, Sif noticed a huge white space in wellness. Information was not easily accessible or digestible for the average person with no professional background in holistic health. So together with her husband, they set out to create all-natural targeted supplements that work in under an hour to help women battle everyday issues like bloat and anxiety. In 2019, they launched Array, a chic and effective all-natural supplement brand. And today, fans like Molly Sims, Melissa Wood, and Hailey Bieber are slowly becoming every woman's go-to wellness staple with Array. On this episode of Work Pretty, I talked to Sif about how she realized that holistic remedies have the power to address women's toughest day-to-day health issues, what it's like building a company with her partner Turned husband, and what the future of the wellness landscape looks like. So, welcome, Sev. Thank you so much. Hi, we're so excited to have you. So, before Array was even a thought, you were an assistant editor at Elle Canada on their digital team, but ultimately left to take on content creation full time. We talked a little bit about this earlier. We both had the dream of being an editor, (laughs) but we both made blogs out of it, which is great. Icing and Glitter was your blog. So, tell us a little bit about
0: getting into that industry, taking that leap of faith and starting your own blog? Honestly, like it was my dream to be an editor. I always loved to write. And, you know, when I went into that world, I I really did love it. But while I was... At L, I also had my blog, which I was just doing as like a creative passion project. And I loved at the end of the day, the kind of creative freedom that it gave me. Like, you know, I was able to be basically have all the roles, wear all the hats. And ultimately, you know, when it came down to it within, I would say like I was at L for a little bit over a year and I decided to go full time with my blog just because I'd created a community. I loved the flexibility that I had in terms of being able to take my blog in whichever direction that I wanted to. And ultimately, my goal had always been you know, how can I help people? And by that, I mean, like with my blog, you know, it was really just providing the best source of information when it came to things like skincare or wellness, or even as something as small as like a hotel recommendation or whatever. And I love to write about those things. So I just, I love the direction that I was able to take with that and just kind of broadly give advice on different things. And so I went full time. What year was that? This was 2016 when I went full time. So I was, I started my blog, like I would say end of 2014. I actually initially started at A because I was just really creative. And prior to my blog, I've actually never said this, but I had a Tumblr page. It was a secret. Nice, (laughs) nice. We love a Tumblr girl. Um, But eventually I decided to create a blog just so I could, you know, put my, like whatever thoughts I had out there, you know, whether it was how I was styling an outfit or whatever information that I could share that could maybe help my girlfriends or just then like a wider audience. So totally. So in 2016, I feel like was peak blog time, it was,
1: it was a great time to hop on that train. That being said, I think one of the biggest questions we actually get at crane cultivate is how do you know when it's time to leave your full-time job and to take, take your side hustle full-time. So did you have a financial runway? Were you monetizing the blog yet or was it just a complete
0: risk? So it was a complete risk and I, I actually bet on myself. So essentially what happened was while I was at Ellen, and this was like, I have to preface this by saying this was early days, okay? And like, this is back when, you know, magazine editors really had it out for bloggers and the worlds hadn't really like collided like mm. they have now, you know, like now you see editors and they have their own incredible Instagram following back then it was very foreign. And so, you know, while I was running both, there was a little bit of like, I guess not a lot of approval. Mm -hmm. And at one point it got to a point where I was like, I have to make a decision here. I can either like stay and go the magazine route and kind of be in it forever. And who knows at what point I will climb to the top. Whereas I saw a real opportunity with my blog, you know, I hadn't monetized it per se, but I'd had like two deals brought to me for like $200. It was like very small, but I was like, I see a future here. And I really did believe that digital was the next wave, you know? And I I just felt that like, okay, if I'm going to stay a magazine and things are kind of turning a little bit more digital as it is, why would i skip out on this opportunity that i already have to build my own thing so th- that's why i went and you know it was it was a scary decision because it's not like i had like all this money but you know what i was younger and i had a lot less to lose so i yeah, could take a bet on myself totally and i think this is actually going to be the biggest mistake in retrospect
1: that media companies make specifically magazines and we've seen it play out with people like elaine walteroth etc where they don't know how to and, and not even just magazines, every industry. They don't know how to work with and leverage influential employees. Yes. And how to build IP around them. The only company that I think actually does this well is Peloton. And they've oh done Oh my God,
0: Peloton is really I mean, I reference them all the time. What they have done with their instructors and the support. Unbelievable! They're not trying to,
1: you know, lock them down into something where it's like for the rest of your life, you are, you know, working for Peloton and everything you build Peloton is like part of, they can actually do their own thing, but they're also dedicated to the business because that business builds their brand. So I think it's actually really smart, but yes, I don't think magazine entries have done it well at all, but I want to get into your wellness journey. So a fractured rib from a chronic cough is when you ultimately turn to holistic wellness for answers. That sounds
0: extremely painful. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It was was awful. Like it was just, so I had this cough, which was unrelenting. I sounded like I was 80 years old, you know, and I was in my early twenties and then all of a sudden, my side started hurting. And I was like, what's going on? It's actually like really painful. I had to go to the emergency room and they found that I'd fractured a rib, which is not something that typically happens from a cough to like a young person. Anyway, long story short, when I went to my doctor, I was prescribed codeine, which just felt like, okay. It's aggressive. Like it's yeah. aggressive. And there was no real answers or solutions. It just felt like I was on this hamster wheel of getting sick, you know, a bandaid and then getting sick again, you know? And so I I was like, I just I want to try something different. Back then, holistic wellness was just not what it is today. It was a really weird topic and the information wasn't even so readily available. So I actually had to like go and do some digging on like which doctors were saying what, you know, thankfully landed on some good ones. And I just started experimenting on myself. I was a guinea pig and Mm. I was like, it can't hurt, you know, and as I started introducing herbs, minerals, vitamins to my routine, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm actually like not getting sick as frequently. And then I kind of built up my immune system, started experimenting with like other things for other issues that I had, you know, like digestion was like a big issue for me. So like just experimenting with that and, you know, coming from a space where as an editor or as like, as a blogger, you're constantly interacting with products. And this was my experience with beauty. And I was like, Skincare is the easiest category to navigate. There's like a plethora of like actually results-oriented options for people to choose from. And wellness was like barren land, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, people didn't know what to do. And my friends were confused. There was this, almost this like thing that, oh yeah, I'm taking a few supplements. I don't know if it's really working though, you know? And yeah, we take stuff for longevity. I, I do too, but there is power in natural things that are out there to like give you the immediate results you're also looking for to optimize your daily life so you don't have to live with really annoying issues, you know?
1: Yeah. Amazing. I I mean, I love that. My mom is extremely into holistic medicine and I had viral meningitis in high school and it was awful. Same. And- Really? Same.
0: <laughs> what is this? I saying? have never met another person who has had meningitis. Oh my god! It's
1: like I mean, okay. So I'll tell you my story, and then you could tell me yours. But I basically, so I got viral meningitis. Brutal. Lost like 20 pounds. Couldn't eat. Couldn't like. Couldn't do anything. My the head worst. was pounding. Everything made me nauseous. And we did all again. Went to the doctor. They were like, "Here's prescription. Whatever." Didn't work. They're like, "We have to do a spinal." I had to get a spinal tap. It was like a whole. And then basically like my mom reached out to holistic doctors, got a combination of like olive leaf and like a bunch of other stuff that she was just giving me. Like she was trying anything and it made me better. And so since then, my mom is obsessed with holistic medicine. But also similarly, I, you know, when I was recovering, they were like, because of the meningitis, your thyroid is slow. So you have to be on medication for the rest of your life for thyroid disease. I was 21, maybe 20, honestly. And so I was like, okay, like taking it. And then my mom was like, absolutely not put me on more holistic medicine, got better immediately. So it's, it's actually such a fascinating thing. So tell me your meningitis story. Oh my God. I can't believe
0: we're out here swapping (laughs) meningitis (laughs) stories. (laughs) Like this has never happened. Oh my God. I love it. But it it happened in university and, Mm. um, it was so random. They didn't initially think it was meningitis. It takes forever to diagnose it. It's always misdiagnosed. They had no idea. And then I came in and I was so, so sick. Like I went to the ER, I was so sick. And then I was showing symptoms of both basically bacterial and viral Mm. and bacterial is the one that can kill you. Yeah. So they had me in this like quarantine room which is like I mean people were coming in with hazmat suits I was being treated for viral but they thought it was bacterial so I could hear doctors being like yeah she's just knocking on death's door and like it was (laughs) I'm not joking it was it was the wildest experience and I remember when I came out of it I was so weak like I was it's just hard to build back up oh my god I feel like it just takes the life out of you for like a very prolonged period. And mm. I remember like even just like walking from here to there was tough. Yep. I I mean this is TMI, but I was very constipated and all I was given was laxatives. Like oh, it was it was yeah. really rough. And I wish I'd found holistic medicine at that point because like when I was going through recovery, there could have been things that I could have done, you know, to like I guess aid me in that process as opposed to going through it the way I did. But I mean Especially back then though, that was not normal like to be talking about holistic options and holistic remedies
1: and Yeah. To your point, it was completely misdiagnosed, took forever to like figure it out. And then the
0: recovery is brutal. Oh my God. It's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Your your immune system is essentially shot to hell. Yeah. You know? And so you really have to do everything you can to like build it back up. Yeah. It's crazy. So back to a Ray. So you're At home,
1: concocting these things, it's working for you. When do you decide or light bulb moment, you're like, this
0: could be a business? So it was like, I was just talking to Nish about it and my my husband and I was like, oh, like Nish, wouldn't it be awesome if like, you know, a brand could exist like this that was like really targeted and basically like it was just what I was Doing at home, but like better and like in a really chic bottle, you know? And he's like, Sif, we have to do this because he had noticed the same thing whereby, you know, he would constantly go through my skincare and it was so easy for even him to understand what to do. And he, like, he knew like wellness was just like barren land, as I said. And so that was really the light bulb moment. I think, like, as soon as I vocalized it, Nish was like, let's do this. And then off we went to the races, you know? So from there, it was like, okay, like, who's going to be our formulator? And so interviewing so many different naturopathic Mm. doctors to land on the right one, essentially. From there, it was like putting one foot in front of the other and kind of getting to then launching product and going from like inside your head to on your hand, your hand. So I love that you started this business with your husband. What was your husband's background at the time? So he comes from tech. So he was in software development. Then he went into like product management and he's like, he's, he thinks in a completely different way than I do. He's very analytical, whereas I'm really creative. So I always say that, you know, I knew even before I founded Array that if I were ever to start a business, I would have to do it with either Nish or a replica of Nish who has like the very same skill sets because I think we complement each other really well. And I think, you know, it's really important when you're starting a business to, if you have a business partner, to do it with someone who has those skill sets that you sort of lack.
1: Allow me to hit pause on today's episodes to talk about our sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. The past year, my team has doubled in size and it was all thanks to LinkedIn Jobs. Well, actually, the credit goes to the incredible team members I gained, but LinkedIn Jobs guided me right to their resumes. And now I can't imagine business without them. The candidate search and screening process can be pretty overwhelming, especially when you have to fit the resume reviews and screening calls in between your day-to-day, which is stuffed with meetings and running your company. Investing time in finding the right people to support you and your vision isn't something to put off. The people that are going to have your back and lead your business to success are out there. Trust me, I found mine. And that's why I suggest using LinkedIn jobs to small business owners looking to grow their team. Here's how it works. Go to linkedin.com slash party and create a free job posting and add a few screening questions. From there, LinkedIn pulls keywords from your job postings, your company, and the huge pool of candidate profiles to find the people that best match your needs. Once you have a list of matches, LinkedIn's simple and easy to use tools can be used to quickly filter and prioritize the candidates you want to interview and eventually hire first. I was beyond grateful to receive as many applications as we did, especially knowing LinkedIn matched me with the best of the best. I'm so excited to continue growing my team thanks to LinkedIn Jobs. Now is such an exciting time for companies to find new talent as the pool of candidates is getting bigger and bigger. If you've been thinking about growing your team, here is your sign. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? post your job for free at linkedin.com slash party. That's linkedin.com slash party to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
0: I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week, I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Assisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation
1: amazing from a skill set perspective but obviously very risky from like a relationship perspective so how do you guys set boundaries how do you dictate you know work talk like how are you sort of exploring that side of managing a relationship as someone whose parents have worked together for i mean now I guess 40 plus years like i firsthand witnessed this through my parents so it takes a lot of patience and boundaries. And yeah, like I think you have
0: to be really intentional. So, I think that for us because we have such different skill sets, we kind of own different parts of the business mm-hmm. and at the end of the day if it comes to decision making for anything creative brand, you know, I have the last say and same with him, like when it's anything like operational, he has the last say. We really consult with one another on each of our roles because I think it's important always to have like a secondary opinion. And sometimes, you know, I'll go in and I'll be like, this is what I think, and I'm doing it this way. And then I hear his opinion, and like, you know, maybe he's debating with me, and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe you're right, and we should do it that way, you know? So I think that. From, I guess, like a tangible tip, I think it's really important to have very clearly identified roles within a business. And then, in terms of boundaries, I think being really intentional. So, you know, if on a weekend, I'm just burnt out or really tired. I I like say specifically, listen, I'm not talking about work or like if we're going out on a walk, I've had a really tough day. You know, we say, okay, like no work talk right now, just anything else or date night, it's off the table. If we do talk about work on date night, we talk about things that we're really looking forward to. So like really exciting, like expansion ideas or like the, not like the problem solving nitty gritty, which is like so taxing. For sure. It's more so the exciting bits.
1: Yeah, no. And I think that makes sense. It's hard when you're, identity is wrapped up in your business and it's it's your passion and it's your partner. So there's a lot of things overlapping there. So speaking of being tired, your supplements target rest and digestion and they work in under an hour. Why were those two issues important for you to tackle
0: and how are they connected? So we launched our brand with bloat and calm. So bloat essentially deals with digestion and calm deals with anxiety. And something that I don't think a lot of people realize is the fact that, digestion and anxiety or stress are very, very closely linked. And so with our rest and digest now, we've like kind of started selling bloat and calm together as like a kit. It's because when we're anxious, our bodies go into fight or flight, which makes digestion really, really hard. And same, same thing, you know, when we're dealing with any digestive discomfort, the amount of mental real estate that it takes up, we're just anxious, we're worrying about it. And it's just this very like toxic downward cycle, essentially. So with us, we wanted to create two products, which would solve the problems holistically. And that's like, that's kind of like our, I guess, like our vision for the brand. And so we wanted to bring bloat and calm and kind of have them also be sold together so that people could experience both the products in conjunction, which actually helps kind of each of them function even better than they normally do.
1: Definitely. And your view on wellness is a preventative measure
0: for health. So talk to us a little bit about what that means and how you're optimizing health. It's really interesting because we see it oftentimes when like disease has already occurred that we're trying to fix it. And Mm. it's so much harder that way, right? Like if I'll give you an easy analogy with skin, right? Isn't it easier if you take care of your skin from like your early twenties, the difference you'll see when you're at an older age, It's completely different than if that person started to take care of their skin at like 50 when their face already has like the sunspots and the wrinkles, right? So it's this like our body is the same thing. Mm. And the earlier we start to take care of ourselves, the more vibrant we are, the more longevity we'll have. And I think that everyone's goal, I'm guessing, is not just to live a long life where your health has degraded, it's more so living a really vibrant life for as long as you possibly can. And so that's always been kind of my mantra when it's come to health and wellness that like, how can I, like, what can I do for myself to ensure that I don't get sick? You know, it's not like, how can I get better when I am sick? It's easier to just, you know, treat your immune system well so that you don't get sick as easily. And, you know, having gone through what I did with my immune system, I learned that it's much easier to get in front of a problem as opposed to treat it when it happens. And so, you know, that's like really my philosophy and I mean it in the most basic sense it's like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm, you know, take mm-hmm. care of yourself like for your digestion there's certain things that you can take like the Bloat capsules are awesome, you know, they have a digestive enzyme, they have great herbs, but take a probiotic too, you know, it's just going to help your gut. For your anxiety like what can you do to manage that on a day-to-day basis? Like not when it's completely out of hand, but like how can you manage stress so that it's not killing you, you know? Fatigue, same thing. So like there's so many different things in our entire well-being, so how can we just get ahead of things so there isn't a problem. And you don't have any downtime, then you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very simple idea, but very hard in execution, considering our busy lives. But something that you absolutely need to be making time for, which I love. So you've bootstrapped the business. Obviously, launching a product business is capital intensive. How did you go about bootstrapping the company? So we actually put our
0: wedding money into the business. <laughs> so we were supposed to have a destination wedding in Spain, and you know, we were going to put like a like a significant I guess of course, amount yeah. of money into it. And when the pandemic happened we could have just postponed our wedding and like still kept that money aside. But as we were building Array, you know, and by then we'd just done a pre-launch and like our real launch was supposed to be March, 2020. I was like, Array brings me so much joy. And like Nish and I just both felt that we had the ability to impact people's lives in like a really fulfilling way. If we, you know, put our foot on the gas and went all in on the business. And so we put our wedding money into it and it was the best decision that we made because we always say now that like, you know, if we do want to have a celebration later on, like, it's fine. Like, you know, we, we, we can like have money from it just from building a successful business. And I'm so glad that we did that because it was so aligned for us. And I'm not saying that it's the right decision for everyone, but for us, like we really wanted to build a and we really wanted it to get to as many people as possible. And we wanted to bootstrap it because we didn't want to raise money without having proof of concept. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to raise money without knowing that like working at the kinks in our business. And so bootstrapping it, having a like, you know, proper hold on our finances and really understanding profitability was like super important to us. And I'm glad we did it that way. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I think there's pros and cons to raising pre-product or pre-revenue, but one of the biggest cons is that as you go into the raise, you've no proof of concept. So the fact that you have proof of concept means you are able to negotiate a better valuation, better terms, all those different things. So that that's an incredible lesson if you're able to do that. Yeah. Tell us
0: about launching in 2020. That it was uh it was a time, let me tell you. Um it was funny because we had done like pre-launch kind of focus grouping and just like a pre-launch ahead of 2020 so like you know we were seeing like was there even an interest what was the kind of feedback that we were getting but our whole thing was like okay we're really going to go hard March 2020 like this is the launch like we're redoing like we're 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 doing up our website launched and then pandemic and I think that you know, business perspective and the external need for product. We were really lucky because you know there was definitely and like a newfound interest in people's health. I think mm-hmm. people just understood that this is all we have and we gotta protect it. On top of that, for our products specifically, the need for it was like something I've never seen in my life because everyone was at home, stressed and eating, and they were bloated and they were anxious, and there was a need for our product, but. From an operational standpoint, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it was really hard. Like the postal service didn't even know if things were going to get to people. And I was like, this this is going. Like I'm dropping it off and this is going. Like I'm not taking it back home with me. So you're going to get it to our customers. And, you know, it was all of these things that were just thrown at you. There were so many uncertainties, you know, when it came to even, we'd scaled our um, company to the point where like Nish and I just could not package everything on our own. Mm -hmm. Like I remember early days... I would be up till like six in the morning packaging things and then wake up three hours later to work, you know? And I got to the point where I was like, if we continue to package, we will just be packaging forever and the company will not be able to grow. And so it was like, how do we even hire someone to help us package amidst COVID? You know, Uh, it was like, people don't realize, but it's like those small, small things that you don't even think like, how did this package come to my doorstep? You know? So it was like, so many unknowns i'm very grateful that we got through it i think it made us really strong because we were able to kind of build and grow a company during such an uncertain time and like those were really our early days but yeah it was it was an interesting time definitely i mean great timing it for lack of a better word but you know self care was one of
1: i think it was the number one search term in 2020 mm-hmm. everyone was looking for solutions so definitely interesting and definitely a weird time to navigate like to your point we need to hire someone we can't see anyone in person we're wiping down mail we don't know what's happening it's just it was a weird time so kudos to you for making it through that and being successful so you're also the host of the dream bigger podcast what's your favorite part of hosting conversations and tell us a little bit about what you can hear on the podcast
0: so My favorite part of hosting conversations is really bringing a lot of value to my listeners. So I think it's such a privilege for me to be able to interview the smartest people in the world and bring my audience conversations or like tips and tricks straight from the source. So the whole idea for starting my podcast was, you know, I really wanted to bring people tangible information that they could use to live their biggest dreams. And that could be something for one person it could mean entrepreneurship, for another person it could mean getting to the bottom of their skin concerns, you know. And so I really wanted to bring really high quality information from experts that we all look up to and distill that information and bring it to my audience. And you know, it's been such a fulfilling thing. I started my podcast podcast as like a next step for my blog. And because I'd get all these questions and I was like, yeah, I can tell you about this serum, but wouldn't it be cool if like I could just bring directly Dr. Dennis Gross to talk to you about it? And so it's been such a privilege to have been able to do that. And I hope it brings people value. That's my goal. Yeah, no, I mean, that's
1: amazing. So you've had all this success. Looking back, what advice would you give yourself
0: two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? A couple of things. Number one is to launch whatever you have, do it sooner than you think you're ready. Because I think that if you wait for perfection, you've waited too long. You've sat on your idea for like a very, very long time. And quite frankly, when you take something to market, it's never perfect. Mm-hmm. You will always get feedback and, you know, there's always going to be things wrong. And so the sooner you take it out there, the more you like quicker you can iterate and improve it, you know? So I would say that is probably my top tip. And the number two thing is like, stop caring what other people think. And if you feel like something is a good idea, just execute on it. Because, you know, I remember when I started my blog, even it was so misunderstood and people thought I was insane. And, you know, they said all kinds of things about me because this is like early internet days, you know, Jacqueline, like it's not what it is today. People thought I was a weirdo, you know, but I wish I'd almost done it sooner because I had this idea and it sat with me for so long because I was so afraid of what people would think. And so I think it's just important that if you have an idea and you feel like it's coming from the right place, like from, you know, like the right place in your heart, then just do it. You know, who cares what other people think?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it's like TikTok two years ago. I was like, no one's going to get it. on board with this. And now it's like, oh my God. <laughs> billions yeah. <of> false- I'm <laughs> like, oh God, if only, if
0: only. <laughs> so what's next for you and Ray? So um, with Array, you guys should watch because we're releasing some really, really cool, exciting products in the next year. So there's like a lot of new products coming up. What's next for me, honestly, I'm just keeping keeping at it. Like, you know, I really want to make sure that Array is as successful a brand as we can make it. I want to get to as many people as we can and change as many lives as we can. So, you know, I'm just going to keep at it. I love it. Yes, keep going. Okay, before we wrap, we're going to do some sentence finishers. Are you ready? Let's do it. My morning routine
1: looks like. Bliss. My favorite book to recommend is. I would say right now, maybe The Untethered Soul. Mm, we've gotten that one a few times. The number one money tip is. Invest. Invest. To be successful, you need to be... Resilient. Oh, I love it. You were on it. You were really on the rapid fire. Thank you so much, Sif. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you on
0: social media and shop Array? So you can find me on social at Sif Hyder You can find Array on social at Array.co and you can shop us at Array.com.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you